It's been a while, but we're back in the house. Josh and Jay with the America is Blue podcast, where we talk about everything that is Chelsea Football Club. Tons to dive into. I'm really excited about this as we are moving towards the preseason kickoffs and getting the 2023-24 campaign off the ground. Thank God last year is behind us. We are all looking at what's in front of us now, Jay. Great to be with you. America is blue. Bro, what is going on in London? What is going on on the pitch? What the fuck are we going to expect as the boys hit the United States? Well, man, we got a clean slate and it feels good. No more bitching and whining about all the drab crap we had to deal with last year. Um, I'm excited. From from everything that I've read and everything that I can hear coming out of camp, this is exactly what we needed. We needed somebody who was going to kick some ass, get guys in shape, toughen them up. We're reforming the squad. We're trimming down the squad. So all in all, man, over the first you know, month or so of this, I've been pumped. We still have some moves we have to make. We still got to get a few guys out the door. We have a couple of lingerers that just refuse to leave. Uh, we got to get a couple of guys in. But, dude, I'm, I'm pumped about this season. I think we're going to see a nice turnaround. Absolutely. dude. And you just hit on it. Let's get right into it now. Like what, what you just said, toughening the guys up, getting people in shape. It's what we talk about with all the teams that we love. Chelsea, Knicks, Giants. We want hustle. We want effort, guys. We want to make sure that everybody's in shape. And apparently that is super high on the priority list and the toughness and the resiliency. That's been a potch staple. That's rubbing off on the guys. Apparently all the things that I've heard and read as well are right in line with what you're hearing. Tell me your thoughts about just getting potch in the mix and getting the guys tougher, getting them more fit. I mean, we went from a cream puff manager to Frank Lampard who came in the door and just consistently said that these guys just, they're not up to the standard. They're not in shape. They're not fit. They're not ready. I don't even know where to begin. So, you know, there was an accumulation effect that happened here for a litany of reasons, but we have a guy who's, he's a disciplinarian. He's somebody who's going to bring in structure. He's going to demand accountability. I mean, we're hearing stories about how these guys were doing basically walkthroughs through their workouts. Like go to the gym, walk in, say hello, you know, get a splash of water and leave. Um, clickishness within the club. Like this is all shit that is just not going to be conducive to creating a winning environment. So to have somebody who's going to come in, do the right type of things to be able to get a group of men together and start to perform for each other and for the shield, get these guys rough and tough and in shape to deal with what's going to be as it always is a grueling premier league season, even though we don't have a ton of additional competitions to play in. That's exactly what we needed. We needed somebody who's going to come in and crack the whip. And it looks that that's exactly what we have. And these guys are saying they're in like the best shape of their lives. Yeah. I mean, the structure is music to my ears. Well, yeah. I mean, and you know, uh, and I love to see this Raheem Sterling is actually leading the way. Apparently the guy has just been training like a madman, a complete demon. He says that he's in absolute peak condition. He's ready to go. And you know what? We need that from the veterans. We need that from the senior players, the guys who have been, you know, around successful in the Premier League, advanced deep in competitions. Because right now, a lot of that 21 team, a lot of that mentality of that Champions League winning side is, is out the door. This team is going to be a completely new identity, new group of players, new manager, new everything, new ownership philosophy. I mean, we're in the biggest, you know, point of turnover in the last 25 years of this club. 
and it showed last year. But the standards are back, and I like how aggressive Poch is being. You know, win from the you know win from the jump. The expectation is excellence here at Chelsea Football Club. We are still Chelsea. Just because right now we're mid-table and we were 12th last year and all the other things that, that happened, no one cares. No one feels bad for us. It's time for us to take our rightful place back at the top tiers of the table where we belong because the likes of Newcastle and Arsenal and Manchester City, all those guys are reinforcing as well. We need to be ready to rise up and, and get back to where we need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, everybody's getting better. Except for, I haven't heard a lot of news from Newcastle, but everybody else in every other big club that we typically compete against, maybe Knicks, Tottenham, are getting better and substantially better. We're still in this transition period. Like, the, the, this this team needs to develop its own identity. But you tend to find that your team picks up the identity of your skipper. And if you have a cream puff, you're going to play like a cream puff. If you have somebody manager, who's rough yeah. and tough and actually knows what he's doing with the X's and O's, we should see a, just a much better product out on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's nowhere to go but up from a from a Chelsea standard standpoint. So it looks like the accountability is back in the building, and it starts with the things that you can control, like your fitness, your output levels, your effort, your team environment. That's the other thing that he's done. You know, apparently he's he's created a real team environment, very open communication. The players can you know feel free to you know express themselves, but they have to be able to you know take criticism, digest criticism, and hopefully you know, make it, make it applicable out there on the pitch. And finally, somebody with a plan, let's get a real system out there. And hopefully we can start to see some return on these very, very large investments that we've made on some of these guys. Yeah. And to just to add on, he has work to do. I know all, you know, everything that we're hearing is great, but these guys, the, the confidence shot that a lot of these players took over the course of last season was rough. And you can't just flip a switch and have that turn back on and get back to peak form. So He's got to not only bring the collective together, but he's also got to work with a lot of these individual players and start building their confidence up brick by brick such that when we kick off, we're ready to rumble because they need to know that they can play. These are talented guys that underperformed significantly last year, and he's got to change that. And that's not an easy or small task. So he's got his work cut out for him. But again, um, things are looking good and we'll be able to see him soon. All right. Well, we've got the new manager. We've got the new leader. He's in place, the figurehead. We've got some guys that obviously went out the door, and we ab- we absolutely have to talk about it. we got to get into the guys that are heading out the door because, I mean, this is a brand-new squad. When you just when you look at the 29, and we'll get into it a little bit later, when you, when you look at the 29 guys that we're taking to the United States or, uh, you know, that have just, just landed recently and, and are training here now, getting ready for the uh, Wrexham match, it's unbelievable when you say it out loud. Nine first team players have already hit the bricks. Uh, and we have, you know, expecting the exodus of, you know, three to four more players uh, bef- before we actually get things underway uh, properly when the season starts. So, I mean, an unbelievable exodus. So let's talk about them from most expensive to least expensive. Our guy. Kai Havertz out the door, 75 million euros to Arsenal, going to your boys in red, headed up to North London. You and I, I have a feeling, are really going to think that this is the same thing. I really appreciate everything he did for his club. I think it was definitely time to move on. 
75 million is a fair market value for what I think Kai Havertz is worth, and I'm happy that he's at Arsenal. Yeah, the reality is for a lot of these guys, um, it'll be a common theme. This these were like win-win deals. We needed cash. We picked up a really nice fee for Kai Havertz. Um, I think he's going to do well at Arsenal. I don't think he's going to flop there. I think he'll actually elevate from his performances at Chelsea because of the way that they play in their system and the complementary players that they can put around him and get him in his natural playing position. That said, dude, it's jack of all trades, master of none. Does like a little bit of everything and does it reasonably well, but doesn't actually do anything that makes him a standout. And we don't need that. And that's, again, another common theme throughout a lot of these guys. They may be versatile. They might be able to play multiple positions in a pinch. We don't need that. We don't need guys who are okay or adequate in a position that they're not accustomed to playing in because we haven't filled the roles appropriately. And he fits that perfectly. So, um, again, I feel the same way. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for what you contributed. He was not a cancer in the locker room. This was a good team player. Glad that we moved on, and I wish you all the best. No doubt. And then another guy, this one does pain me a little bit, but we all saw it coming. We knew that the writing was on the wall. Mason Mount, 65 million euros to Manchester United. Great player. We're in the number seven. We're in the number seven up north in yeah. red. This one tugs at your soul a little bit because he's a Cabo boy. He was you know, bled Chelsea blue through and through. Um, the, the, the relationship just went out the door and, um, the thing with me, he's a really good player and he's probably better on the practice pitch than he is on game day pitch. I think as far as what he adds to the team and his work ethic and his effort, it's going to be interesting to see with him. And I'm not sold. He does so many things, right. And he does so many things that appear to be pulled off at a high level, but that very last touch or that very last strike, that finishing ability is never quite refined. And he's still young, so he has plenty of opportunity to be able to become a true all-around polished midfielder. Uh, I just don't know if we're going to end up seeing him plateau and be a guy who's going to contribute, who's going to be a good player, but is not a superstar, or if he can actually ascend and really complete his game and make us look foolish. I kind of feel like it's going to be the former. Well, we wish him all the best moving forward. A true Chelsea player, a proper Chelsea boy, been at Cobham since the age of six. Hat tip to Mason Mount. Thank you for all of your service and the $65 million back into the books. Uh, that is free and clear. You're all right. Nah, 100%. And then uh, a $29 million transaction to, oh, it, it almost just, Feels like stealing from Manchester City, but what an addition for them. Uh, cash for us. Kovacic going to the Sky Blues, the champions. So now, again, common theme. I think it's a win-win. I think he'll do well there. I think they'll benefit from having his leadership and his on-the-ball capabilities. I feel like he was surplus for what we were trying to accomplish. So, again, to clear 30 mil for a guy at his age. And a guy who doesn't put up a tremendous amount of scoring opportunities, I felt really comfortable with them pulling the trigger on that. And had we not, I don't know where we were going to be able to recoup that cash for him unless we were sending him to the Middle East. Nah, no, no doubt. And uh, speaking of the Middle East, you got uh, Kula Bali after a very quick one-year stint headed over to the Saudi League for $23 million. 
followed by my boy, Captain America, uh, Christian Pulisic, going to Milan for a cool 20 million euros. Uh, have to say, obviously, wish him the best of luck wearing the number 11 for the Rossoneri. Uh, we'll see what he does uh, in the Italian league. So why don't you take that one? Let's leave Koulibaly for another time. Ah, how are you feeling about, about C- Saudi how, 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 how are you feeling about Christian? I mean, God bless him. He's going him. to a. Yeah, I know. It's like he's going better. Going to a much better situation. He's obviously going to have some, you know, friendly faces around. Obviously, he knows Olivier Giroud. He knows uh, Tamori. He knows uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know opportunity for him i hope he can capitalize he's not going to be playing on the left because of rafael liao so he'll probably be playing in like a number 10 type role uh hopefully he'll get a chance to spread his wings in italy and do well for another club that's uh in the champions league so hat hat tip to him we love him hopefully uh he just plays really well in italy and gets ready for the world cup for the united states how do you feel about the fee what are your thoughts on that 20 i mean it's i guess it, it you know it's a fair market value for for what he is right now it's a little light obviously we paid a lot more uh for him coming into the club but the injuries and you know he, he didn't uh have a lot on the on the score sheet or a lot of opportunities last season so uh i think milan it, it, that's another one of those win-wins uh pulisic goes to a team where he's going to get some time hopefully and an opportunity he's going to get an opportunity to play in the champions league uh and he's playing at a at a big club uh, getting you know, getting ready for the next World Cup cycle. So you know, it, and we're recouping some cash on some guys that we need to unload off the books anyway. Plus, he had he was making you know pretty significant wages, and uh, he had he had to take a little less money at Milan. This dude, this was the one out of all of the guys who we sent away where I felt like we we got lowballed pretty significantly. I don't view him as a twenty million euro player. I know that listen, the injuries are there. The opportunity wasn't really there on a consistent basis with us. And when he did get consistent time, he did put up relatively decent stats. Um, I don't think the Premier League did him any favors with the style of play. And given the fact that he doesn't quite have the toughness and the durability to be able to withstand a constant chopping, um, I, I, I would have bet that we would have gotten a lot more than 20 for him. And I think he's going to out, I think he's significantly going to outperform that fee, even though I know his wages were high when they had to compensate. I, I, I was talking to him in as like a $30, $35 million transfer. I thought I mean, 20 was uh, really light. Agreed. And I think he's going to do great. And, of yeah, course, I I, I'm so a little bit of a homer with him. I, I I really like his game. I think Italy you know, should suit him well. And you know, we, we, we wish him all the best. So yeah, uh, Syria is built for him. It was a perfect hundred percent. A little bit more space, a little bit like, not yeah. quite as crazy as the Premier League. I mean, let, let's let's see what happens for him. So, all right, then we got uh, Mr. Mendy, Edward Mendy, arguably one of the greatest seasons ever for for a goalkeeper in the twenty twenty one campaign. Unbelievable! Out the door to Saudi Arabia for eighteen and a half, and then to put the topper on the guys that we you know cleared money on, Ruben Loftus Cheek out the door for a modest sixteen million to Milan. Totaling two hundred and forty-five million dollars in the coffers uh, on those guys, and then you had the likes of N'Golo Kante, Dave Cesar Azpilicueta, Baba Rahman, and uh, Wesley. Uh, excuse me, and uh, 
Fofana going out on uh, loan to Union Berlin, which is a great loan for him, actually. I really like that. Uh, a side that's going to be in the Champions League, he's going to have an opportunity to, to play up front and score some goals. Let's uh, hope he can continue to stretch his legs and develop as an asset for us. All good business. Really good business. Yeah. So those are the guys out the door. Who else do we think is going to be headed out the door before things start? Because, I mean, I'll, I'll, there's there's a list of four guys here that I have, uh, you know, one of whom has actually taken the trip over. We'll get to him last. But, you know, we know Colin Hudson-Odoi is going to get unloaded as well. We've we've known that Fulham's knocking on the door, which I think would be a great move uh, for him. That would be a really nice landing spot for him. Uh, apparently, we had their their first offer rejected. How do you feel about uh, cut, uh, Hudson Callum uh, Callum Hudson Adoy heading out the door? There's no there's no space for him. Yeah, he's he's got to go somewhere, and I want him to land well. I think the Fulham move would be great. I'm hoping that works out. He'll get to play at least another season with Willian. That's great tutelage since Willian just resigned with them. He's playing underneath an attacking coach if he does go there in Silva. That's a perfect move for him. He and he gets stay, to stay in London. Stay, he in, stay London. in London, too. That's exactly what he needs. I wish him well, but yeah, they, they just got to figure out if he can get him out the door because, frankly, there's not a lot of value there because he has not performed pretty much anywhere that he's landed. No, nah, he didn't do well at Leverkusen, but you know, I think you make great points. You know how much I love William too. What a great mentor to have. And Perfect. you know, they got the they got the renovations at the stadium uh over there at Craven Cottage. So they're you know they they're they're building back as well. It's nice to see them in the Premier League. I like it when there's a lot of really good London clubs because those London derbies just become that much more intense and it's it's great to it's great to see. For sure. Um we know that Hakim Ziyech, how is this not done? How is he not how how is he a problem? Please, I got a theory. You know, I, got a theory. I got a theory. Um, this is my conspiracy tinfoil hat. <laughs> I don't think the fax machine got fucked up in January. I think that was intentional. And I think this knee injury that he has, the reason why he got rejected from Saudi, I have a feeling that we knew about that. And we realized that maybe there was an opportunity over a few month period of time for that to rehabilitate so that we can get max value from him. But if we went through with the deal with PSG and there was a medical or if things got uncovered, then there was going to be no value for him in the transfer window. That's my theory. Because otherwise, I don't, I, you could say a lot about Todd Bully and Badatic Bali and the, the way these guys conduct business. Is not under question. They may have made some rash decisions. They may have been a little bit over aggressive at certain points in times. Um, these are like top of the line businessmen. Their faxes work. <laughs> Their fax machines work. They're not going to not complete this. I, I would bet that they knew that his knee was banged up. They knew they they knew if they sent them, this was going to get uncovered, and all valuation in him would have been gone. And they knew they had to get rid of him. I think they were hoping that that thing was going to clean up, and it didn't. I mean, I, I don't hate it. That that I mean, that tracks. Uh, we will have we'll have to see. I dare not test or question the integrity of our fantastic ownership group, especially when it comes to getting deals done that are in the best interests of Chelsea Football Club. Now, the guy I want to talk about the least, and I really don't want to spend that much time on him because I get I get tired of this shit. But he's your boy, 
and it's Romelu oh. Lukaku. Wait, what the hell boy? is going on? Yeah, he's, he's, de- he's fucking, definitely your boy. He's definitely your boy because he's the Italian guy. Oh, I love him. He's not Italian. He's fucking Belgian. Whatever. No, he loves these Italian teams. And he loves Inter. But I go to Juve. He's an asshole. He's a straight up asshole. This fucking guy, man. He, at some point, for, for some reason, he thinks he's a top notch striker. We paid top striker money for him after one good season. He has been a disappointment almost everywhere he's been, except for maybe his spell at Everton. And for Belgium, except for blowing all the goals. <laughs> but dude, for, for Belgium, I know he's he's their top scorer. I know I get that. But dude, you had look at the guys they had around him. It's not like he was putting up. You would rarely see in a Belgian game hmm. Romelu Kaku hit a brace or a hat trick. He just scored consistently. You get like one a game here and there. But you were flanked by Eden Hazard. You had balls played to you by Kevin De Bruyne. You had an all-star cast around you where you couldn't miss. And frankly, you were not the guy that they were most concerned with. So, I mean... He's even not if very you look popular. The, dude, bro, even if you look at the totality of his performances at Inter, he had the one outlier season where he was fantastic. He was dog shit last year. He was dog shit. He's turned into a complete choke artist. And now this guy is trying to demand and try to manipulate where he's going to find his perfect landing spot. No thanks, dude. He's going to find out real quick. The guys at Juventus don't want him. Inter has now turned their back on him. No matter what they would pay, they don't want him. He's going to end up playing at some bullshit team and playing bullshit ball, even though he thinks he's creme de la creme. I think he's going to go to Saudi Arabia now. I hope so. Well, yeah, the money. Like- Give us the money. Fuck you. Go, go, go sweat your ass off. I mean, I really don't like him. And and, and he's not popular with any fan base. Now he's pissed off inter people. Uh, you know, Manchester United people don't like him. Uh, Everton doesn't like him. We sure don't like him. I mean, w- w- what's the positive upside in terms of this guy's optics in ter- of, of where he wants to go? I, I feel like he's ostracized himself and, you know, he's going to end up in the desert. Sucking sand. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I hope mean, so. All right. And last but not least, probably headed out the door. You another guy who's your boy, who's definitely this, is where I this thought guy's. You were going. This guy's definitely your boy. Yeah, this is my boy. This is where I thought you were going. This probably guy is cocky. definitely your boy, Connor Gallagher. What a polarizing figure in these Chelsea chats that we often have, and we know what poll he sits on for you. What do you think about him heading out to West Ham? And I think if we can recoup 35, you know, to 40 million for him, that would be fantastic because I don't see him as a super Chelsea guy, but he's definitely a Premier League player and hitting the likes of West Ham would really be great for him because we saw what he did at Crystal Palace or like, you know, at a Fulham type club, he could be, he could be great. He's just not what we need. Just not quite enough. Oh, man, I'm going to surprise you here. Oh, I'm going to say, if we can get valuation in the range that you said, that would be fantastic. And I don't give a shit where it goes. Um, if we can get that 35 to 40, which I think is an appropriate valuation for a guy his age. England International. England International. It. you got to love that. All about it. If we're not going to get that kind of money, I'm actually okay with him staying. I'm actually okay with him sticking I'm around. Okay with and the saying. reason 
but I think it's surprising coming from me because I can't stand the guy. And the only reason why I say this is we obviously are fairly light in the midfield. We have some very light. In, we have very some things light. in the works. Uh, as long as he's not a starter on the squad and he is a reserve who can finish on yeah. 10, 15 minutes, provide some energy, especially for up on games. Um, it's not the worst thing that could happen. No, his spider monkeyness to, is, I certainly is don't very want him useful to, at the end of a game. I certainly don't want him to stunt the development of some of the really talented up and coming midfielders that yeah, we have. We like talk Carney about them. And Andre, there's a lot of guys to be excited about in the midfield. They're just not proven. I don't want him to be the roadblock for them to get whatever time they can get. But dude, like if we don't get some of the guys who were rumored to pick up, I'd be okay with keeping him around. Cause we definitely need some able bodies in there. And I, regardless of how I feel about him, he is Chelsea through and through. Like the guy loves he the is. club. He wants to be at the club. You know, he's going to put his back into it. It's not a bad thing to have around in the, in the, in the locker room. I don't hate it at all. Don't hate any of it. But just for one what? more year. Just for one yeah. more year, and then you're gone. Then I don't want and you. And then you're out of here. Get out of here. I don't need you. All right. So, Jay, Chelsea, U.S. tour, 29 guys on the roster as we're flying out. I will be down in Philly with the family checking out Chelsea and Brighton at the link, Lincoln Financial Field. Hopefully, I'm going to see some of these guys that we're talking about here in a second. Now, of the 29, Jay, as we just kind of run down the list, let's talk about some of these guys. There are some notable omissions. There is no Reese James, as everybody knows at this point. He was ill, not feeling well, probably didn't make sense to take a transatlantic flight with a, a full squad and a sick dude in the back. So I understand it's probably easier for him to just get well for a couple of days, and then I'm sure he'll rejoin the squad and just fly over himself. Uh, shortly after. And then we got uh, the beautiful California Redwood, Benoit, Batty Ashiel, and uh, your boy, Armando Broya, back at Cobham, recovering from some injuries. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much of this is surprising. I think it's smart. I mean, again, if you yeah. don't have guys that are fit, why bring them over for meaningless friendlies? Uh, it's nice that they're coming over. It's nice that you're going to be able to see them. We're going to be able to see some action on our home soil. Um I'm not all that surprised, and I'm glad this, this is going to give some of the younger guys an opportunity to play and show what they can do and see if they deserve a spot on the actual roster or if we need to loan some guys out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I want actually a notable omission to that, too. Marcus Bettinelli, the third-string keeper, is also back at Cobham. We don't want to well, forget about him. Let's uh, let's lob in one more. I don't know if we want to call it an, an omission, but Wesley Fafana. Not playing. I was gonna get in. I was gonna get into that uh, yeah, towards the end, but the poor guy, twenty-two years old, has an opportunity to be a premier defender in the Premier League. Just unfortunately, cannot stay healthy. Torn ACL. Let's be real; he's out for the entire season. We're not going to see him for the entire campaign. No, nor should we. No. All right. Well, as we get back to the traveling roster of the 29 gentlemen that are touching down in the United States have touched down. We got in goal, the fivesome of Kepa Aretha Balaga, Gabrielle Slonina, who I am looking forward to seeing the American Lucas Bergstrom, Eddie beach and Jamie coming. 
Sounds about right. I mean, there's only two guys on that list that I care to see very much of this season. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if any of the young guys can show something. I don't know if they have value where they can be sent out or sent down or. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Salina, but, let's see. Hey, look at the. You know, you know this by now. We know that we're going into the season with Keppa. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because I mean, look, he's certainly gotten comfortable. He's he was never going to live up to the uh, to the number that we 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 paid for him. That was just completely unfair and an absolutely ridiculous buy by us. But he really has shown that he is a solid Premier League goaltender. And that he is a guy that can lead us to some victories and actually save games with the plays that he makes. I'll start here. I was excited by some of the names that we were linked to at Keeper because I think that they would have been more complete and well, substantial, sub, yeah, substantial upgrades over Kappa. Um, I'm not upset by this. I think that, again, his shot stopping ability, as long as they're not long range bombs, very good. For some reason, long-range shots seem to always avoid him. He just doesn't see them well and doesn't react to them well. And then, you know, the, the most problematic thing with him is that he just goes through, like, these tiny little spells of just boneheaded, like, like what the hell was he thinking moves, where he doesn't die for a ball to stop across, or something just goes terribly awry, or his uh, his presence as he's trying to take cross balls and try to, you know, what he's doing with them, whether he's catching, whether he's punching, there just seems to be some indecision in there, but Listen, we could be doing a hell of a lot worse, and I'm thinking that with the way that Potch typically lines up defensively, we should be able to build enough fortification around him that you know he's not under the type of pressure that he was consistently under last season. Uh, so I feel okay about it. Lukewarm. I'm lukewarm about it. Luke, lukewarm. I am your father. List of defenders. We've got the beautiful, fantastic Rolls-Royce of a player, guy you might have heard of, Tiago Silva. We've got the fantastic Trevor Chalaba. We've got Ben Chilwell, the very luxurious Mark Kukurea. Hopefully he can live up to some of that $65 million, or excuse me, million pound fee we paid for him. We've got the marvelous Malo Gusto, who I'm actually very excited to see out on the right flank, especially in the 4-2-3-1 that Potch wants to play. We've got Bashir Humphreys. The aforementioned Levi Colwell, who I am also looking forward to seeing in blue. I do not want to rush out and buy another center back. I want to play Levi as much as we possibly can. That guy is fantastic. Ian Manson, or excuse me, Ian Matson, and then Alfie Gilchrist. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Tiago Silva and Levi Colwell pairing could look like with Chile and Malagusto. That sounds great. And I, I I echo your sentiments with Levi Cole. I mean, I think he has the opportunity to become a really top-notch center back. The problem with us is between him and Betty Yashil, they occupy the same position. Wesley Fafana and Tiago Silva were supposed to be rotating on the right side, and now we have only one guy who's 87 years old, although amazing. Trevor Chalaba can play there in a pinch. I don't want to rely on that. I do think that we need to secure some measure of depth to cover that slot and give some rotation with Diago Silva. Um, I don't know if either Betty Ashila or Colwell can play on the right side. I don't I mean, know. It, yeah. That's going to be an interesting challenge, but 
Look, those left-footed uh, center backs are at an absolute premium, and having two unbelievable ones on the same roster, though challenging, is a luxury that a bunch of teams, any team, would would love to have. So we're go- we're gonna have to figure out something there. Yeah, and listen, beside that one position which has now just been depleted, I love what I'm seeing. You know what Ben Chilwell brings. You know that you have. I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Kukure puts in a really nice season for us. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever as a backup and a rotational player, hopefully give Chile some, some rest so that he can stay healthy for the majority of the season. And then you have the same type of relationship with Reese James, who again, tends to pick up injuries here and there. Malo Gusto backing him. So we got really nice depth as far as our wingbacks are concerned. And in the middle, I feel relatively confident. We just kind of need to get another solid body on the right side. Well, and you know, it's an interesting point. Nobody, nobody wants to not be in Europe, but I'll tell you what. If there was a time for us to not be in Europe, this is the year. Chile needs to get through completely healthy, get his feet underneath him. Reese James needs to complete a, a campaign healthy, get his feet underneath him. Same thing with Batty Ashiel. These guys need to get some indoctrination, get their get their feet underneath them. A lot of the guys are still moving to new a new country, getting used to life in London. We need a season to build on and having success, you know, while not having to worry about Europe, I think is going to be good. It's going to allow uh, Pochettino to stay extremely focused on the Premier League and really advancing in these competitions and really putting good squads together, you know, for those matches. You know, timing is everything. And look, th- this could be the, the, you know, the season that really gets the ship turned around for us. And that, that's all we can, you know, really hope for. Now, moving up into the midfield as well, we uh, talked about it a little bit earlier. I think it's super light. We're bringing six guys, and it's and it's super thin when you say it out loud. We got Enzo, we got Connor, you got Carney. You know, it was more of a number ten. Andre Santos, who I can't wait to see, Cesare Casaday, and Lewis Hall. I'd say out of all the position groups, this is the one that I'm most excited to see. I think some of these Excited, young guys, yeah, dude, some of these guys who we brought, I mean, again, it's the preseason. So that's, this is exactly the time to throw them out there and see what they've got. Some of these young dudes who we've brought in over the last season. And then what we've done so far this season, I can't wait to see these guys play because I can't wait at, to see Andre Santos. Dude, bro. If you look this what, guy's what, supposed what, to be what, the truth. Bro, what, what, what Andre Santos said is captain of the under 21s for Brazil, which Cesare Cassidy just did for the under 21s for Italy. These were amazing performances by these two guys. I can't wait to see what those guys bring to the table. I want to see more of Carney Chuka make it. felt like every time he was out there last season, he was showing liveliness and power in the midfield. I definitely want to see more of that. So this is, you know, and Lewis Hall was great wherever we put him. Can't last wait year. to so, see him too, man. Dude, to get to give these guys the opportunity to log some minutes and play together, see which, if any of them can secure a spot, and, and secure regular minutes with the first team or as, as a guy, as first guy coming off the bench, this is going to be really important regardless of who we bring in. Nah, no, no doubt. And it, it, it to me, it also just reinforces because I, I really like a lot of the talent that we have there, but it, we need the reinforcement of that Caicedo. We need that Caicedo move to come through. I think he's going to be a perfect foil to Enzo. Uh, it, it's going to be very exciting to to see what what those two could could do together uh, in a in a four two three one. I, I think it could be fantastic, giving an opportunity 
for for a carney to get up in a number 10 type role rotation within cuckoo and stuff like that where i think carney could really find himself in a, in a lot of nice interesting creative positions as a number 10 i think he could be he could be great right there i'm with you so last but not least the forwards as as we're we're turning the corner here you got Mr. Mikhailo Mudrik. Hopefully the rocket boozers are on. I heard he's been working out like a madman, lifting like crazy, uh, trying to get himself jacked up. You got Raheem Sterling bringing the veteran presence on the left. Heard he's been training like a, an absolute demon, killing the game, ready to ready to wreck the prem again. You got Noni Matawake coming off the under-21 World Cup you know, victory. Uh, lost his starting spot over the course of time, but you know, still was a was a big contributor. Another one of the young guys that we're both excited to see, Angelo Gabriel from Santos. Let's see what this kid can do, man. Apparently, he you know he's got over a hundred appearances, for, senior appearances for Santos. He started when he was fifteen. That's absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, th- 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 this is a position group, especially for the guys that we brought in last year that kind of have the most to prove. I know there's a few other guys that we got to go over on the list, but when we talk about the guys like Noni Matawake and Kyla Mudrick, uh, when we talk about Raheem Sterling and the seasons that they had last year, this is like, it's put up or shut up time. And we want to see what we paid for. We want to see the guys that we expected to see in the first place. And just the circumstances were so shitty around them that I don't think they really had the opportunity to shine, but specifically those three guys who were brought in last year I think this season is the opportunity for them to just, again, clean slate. Let's see exactly what you got. And I think we kind of know that if they hit their stride, we know what they can bring. Uh, yeah, man. And then we got more youngsters. You got Diego Morea, the very exciting to see Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. I'm very excited and interested to see what he really brings to the table. The guy we've all been waiting for, Mr. Nkunku and Mason Burston. So, look, there's a lot of exciting attacking talent on the roster as it stands. I think that there's a lot of clay for uh, Poch to work with here. Hopefully he can mold us back into a winter, excuse me, a winner and a consistent team that gets back into the top of the Premier League table. Yeah, I'm with you. And selfishly, I'm just waiting for our new kit to come out. I'm getting myself a Nicholas Jackson. Ooh, you Not. think so? I wonder what uh, what the uh, sponsor is going to end up being because we aren't allowed to get kits. I think until the no, it's going to take forever. It's going to take August. forever. Yeah, so that's interesting. And, and yeah, because because the squad numbers uh, that they wear while they're over here are not necessarily the squad numbers they will be wearing during the season. So we have to wait to see how that all shakes out. Uh, I am considering. Uh, also buying just on the side, just a, a number eleven Pulisic Milan, just for the house, just to just to have it up in the uh, in the collection. Right. There, we'll see what happens. Right, trader. Yeah, trader. right. Um, that being said, I don't even I don't know who I'm going to go with this year. I want to I want to see a couple of things, but uh, who knows? Maybe it's an Andre Santos. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know who's who's going to be going to be coming with the shirt the right way. But uh, it's also never a bad choice to go with the tremendous number six, Tiago Silva. Just ma. It's true. Timeless. Never go wrong with that. So, my man, you got any final thoughts as we, uh, you know, wrap up and and get ready for the 
first preseason match tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. against Wrexham. Yeah, I want to throw out, you know, as far as other p- potential acquisitions, I mean, we we dropped Moises Caicedo's name. I think that would be a good fit. You got any thoughts on Ryan Turkey? Ah, it's interesting that you have yeah, Mr. Turkey. Yeah, I, I, I kind of really want that to happen, and it looks like that could be a that could be like a bargain buy. Yeah, I mean, I I hadn't really seen him attached to us too much, and I, I've seen a lot of chatter about the feelings about a midfield trio of Caicedo, Enzo, and he as the creator attacking force. And it's very, very interesting and enticing. Uh, the Another young French player, they just keep churning out talent like you read about. But, I mean, yeah, man, of course it's it's ridiculously attractive. And if we can get that guy for, what was it, 45, 35 mil? I think it was, I think it was, I think it was about 35. I mean, you got to like do that. No, yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. I mean, I think... And he know, fits we, into the, to the mold of the young players that were... We're looking to keep with us for a while. I mean, dude, when you go through our roster, with the exception of Tiago Silva, who just completely throws off the entire you know math equation, everybody is like ridiculously young. I think the oldest guy is you know a twenty-eight year old uh, Raheem Sterling. Other than that, there's barely a guy over twenty-two in that lineup. And you know, Chile is kind of you know getting getting. Yeah, no, we're we're a young team for sure. I also I'm interested to see you. Know, whether we get another center back, I think that could be helpful to have a, like a young surplusy type body back there. Nothing long term committal. I don't want to hear any of this bullshit about Harry Maguire. Oh my god, um, forget about it. I'm also interested before this thing ends, and I think it'll be interesting to see how the attack is coming together. Is if we actually go out and make a move for a striker? Uh, I mean, how interesting is it that? You know, forever and ever and ever, we couldn't find a, a single, you know, singular striker, an upfront guy that we needed to be out there. And now it, it seems like we're going to have almost a surplus of guys, especially if we go out and what are you talking about? Getting like a Dusan Vlavic or, or, or something like that. I mean, I think it's way too late for Victor Oshiman, although he's 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 still out there. Um, I mean, what what kind of what kind of striker did you have in mind? Any yeah, any I, names? I, I... No, I, you know what? I don't. I don't want Vlavic. Um, there aren't there aren't any specific guys right now that I can think of. You know, maybe like I'm, I'm still going to harp on it. Maybe a guy like an Ivan Tony. Maybe you can get a bargain on him, even though he's out to the second half of the season. You know my like thoughts on and, him. You know my thoughts. Be, I love honestly, Ivan Tony. I that, love that, that dude. That would that would be the one guy who I would be excited about bringing in. You'd still give an opportunity to Broya, assuming he's healthy, and to Nicholas Jackson to fill the role. But then you at least know you have a guy who's not considered a total superstar, but it's absolutely competent in the spot. Dude, and he's a Premier League goal scorer. And and he's a guy who breaks the mold a little bit. He's not young. He's like, and he's not old. He's like 27 or 28. He's just not that 21, you know, 22 but he's a certified goal scorer, a certified London guy playing at Brentford. And, you know, could you imagine if he was around more guys that gave him service? He will bag goals. Like, and he's a very strong physical presence, English player. He's definitely the type of guy that could turn the squad around. And if we could make a deal for him at midseason, I'd love to get it wrapped up sooner rather than later. But definitely get that guy in the fold all day. Love him. 
I'd what? say like right now for any names that I've heard thrown around whatsoever, I don't want to go spend $150 million. On no way. Show. We know we listen. We've seen, we've seen that movie and we know how it ends. So I'm, I'm not down with that. If we can find a good value play, that'll be able to contribute, maybe overperform what we're sending out for him. It just kind of fits the bill for that. Then I'm cool. And if not, I'm, I'm also, I, I feel confident enough with how many different types of attackers that we have that we'll be able to put up a lot more scoring than we did last year, even if we are throwing out Broya or Nicholas Jackson to be the tip of the spear. I got you, man. I got you. Well, hey, man, this is fantastic. Getting back, back into in the, the groove. Juices flowing. Can't wait to break it down some more. Quality, not quantity. Quality, oh, no, not it's, quantity. it's fantastic. We know, we know how to do it right. We really do. We absolutely really do. But uh, we hope you're doing well out there. Thank you for the likes, the follows, and the feedback. Uh, we appreciate everybody. We're looking forward to uh, checking out the Wrexham game tomorrow night, 730. First preseason match of the season. And I'll be uh, boots on the ground in Philly this Saturday to check out the Brighton match. Hopefully we have a new Brighton edition in Moises Caicedo by then. But until then, everybody take it easy. America is blue and we'll be back with you soon.